Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you doing? We're recording on an afternoon today. Yeah. This feels like luxurious. Well, I'm realizing how much more my eczema flares up in the afternoon. Really? I've got an... some week, some midweek eczema, mm, huh? Yeah, I've got an itchy elbow and I don't know how it's going to affect my performance. We gotta get you probably on... negatively. We gotta get you on the roids, the topical roids. That is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much more roids I can handle in my life. <laughs> I'm doing so much juicing already. Really? Yeah. I thought you. I thought you were just shooting up flaxseed oil. That was my understanding. Man, that was two months ago, baby. <laughs> okay. I have moved on. What's a B12 shot? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm getting one in the ass every week. <laughs> It's not making me feel better, but I'm afraid if I stop doing it, it'll make me feel worse. Like a B12 shot is like what uh, like Ariana Grande would get. <laughs> I don't know what Ariana Grande would get. After a amount of time touring. I don't feel enough. I like I know enough about Ariana Grande to say whether or not she gets a B12 shot. I feel like a B12 shot is what a pop star gets when when they need a medical treatment for an emotional collapse. Uh, I here's what I think a B12 shot is. Uh-huh. Here's the one reference for someone I know in my life having something that I think is a B12 shot. Can I g- offer what I think just real quick? Yeah. I think it's the same as a V8 shot. But I'm not sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's 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 all your days fruits and vegetables yeah. just injected injected into the ass. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, I have some buddies who do like a yearly Vegas trip and mm-hmm. I'm like uh, I go every like Third time, you know, I don't go to everyone, but if I can swing it, it's a lot of fun. Sure, you got a giant drink. Yeah, everyone's smoking. <laughs> yeah, drinking, smoking. Uh, Terry Fator, <laughs> is he <laughs> the dead? Top three. By the way, a Las Vegas Weekly just picked the top three Las Vegas activities for 2018. They were drinking, <laughs> yeah, smoking. Oh, drinking, beat out smoking, <laughs> and. Terry Fator. Terry Fator, who may be dead. If yep. he is, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Terry Fator. Stanley, too, while we're at it. Um, <laughs> Rita Rudner, Long May You Reign. <laughs> the new number three, baby. Um, and they, so, and you know, it's a, it's a hard drinking affair, this Vegas trip, but one, uh, but one year someone came and brought a spouse who was a paramedic, and, and she brought, um, anti-hangover sacks so everyone was hungover and in the morning she you know just when everyone was hungover she put she gave everyone these anti-hangover like drips like these ivs just in the hotel room and they were better and then they went out drinking again and i have i and i i regret not trying this it sounds so fucking wild and i didn't go that year and i think Whoever brought this person has since broken up with that spouse, so the anti-hangover person isn't coming on the trip anymore. Well, I'm never going to get to have an anti-hangover sack. It sounds like you need to turn in Tinder and start up with nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> just start calling nine one one. Yeah, and uh, hi, can you send a few really cute EMS workers? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, nine one one. Yeah, what are you watching on Netflix right now? <laughs> Any brothers or sisters? <laughs> I'll get to my emergency in a minute. Hi, 911. I mostly watch documentaries. Sure, right, yeah. Do you love a good dive bar? <laughs> Our guest on this week's program, visiting us from, well, I was going to say from uh, the United Kingdom, but the honest truth is she's a woman without a home. She's a par- She has a peripatetic lifestyle. Wow. It's like the Hulk. <laughs> cool. Is the Hulk not a Hulk? <laughs> no, he's, he wanders. Really? Sure. I didn't know that about the Hulk. I guess that's more a characteristic of the 70s TV Hulk. Uh-huh. Did he have a P.O. box? <laughs> yeah. I, by the just way. just went once a week to check his mail. A host of Answer Me This and the illusionist Helen Zaltzman. Hi. And also someone who had to self-administer B12 shots for the last year. Really? Yes. Tell us about it. I will. What did we get wrong? Was it a condition of your visa or? (laughs) (laughs) Said you can only come into America if uh, you're off the charts. Uh, I had some routine blood tests uh, last fall, as we don't call it in Britain. And um, after mine, I got a call from the nurse who has a very flat affect. So this is her sounding worried. 
Your blood is showing an abnormally low level of vitamin D and B12. And oh your gosh. organs could shut down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. And uh, so... Uh, but- Make your peace with your God. <laughs> it's me, Sean Connery. <laughs> she was... Um, I mean, imagine the opposite of Sean Connery, and I think you've got her. She was okay. great because she, she um, used to see her in the mornings because after 10.30, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was very enchanted wow. by her. She's very even keel in the voice. Uh, so anyway, she uh, gave me... Um, uh, a shitload of syringes, given that I had to do one injection every three months. She gave me like 20 syringes that I was carrying around in the suitcase that I live in. And um, I did them in the arm because I think in Britain we don't tend to give ourselves shots in the ass. Um, I think that might be an American you're thing. T- you're too modest. We can't take our pants off. Sure. It's conditions of our passports. <laughs> never, never nudism. My mm. understanding is that only... Recently, as uh, Britain has become a more multicultural society, have Britons had butts? We still don't have butts. It's, and I think with Brexit, we will have even You even have to less turn in butt. your butt. Speaking of conditions of visas. <laughs> sure. There'll just be an empty space between our waists and our knees. You're visiting from Italy. Yeah. You've got <laughs> you to leave it at the airport. Now, if you guys don't have, have butts, how did Sir Mix-a-Lot get knighted? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to stop today? Just stop for now? Yeah. Well, conditions were looser in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. it's been a real camp down on butt having. So you were traveling the world giving yourself B12. Did you buy local B12? No, uh, the nurse with the flat affect gave me my B12s for the year. So, and then I had to carry them around and then deliver myself one every 12 weeks. What did, What is it? Do no idea, <laughs> but uh, it got her off my case. Sure, and uh, I, but I think it's quite a common deficiency that and vitamin D, especially in Britain, because like we don't have sunlight there either. We don't have butts or sunlight. <laughs> right. So sun can't shine out of your ass. That's a thing, mm. and I feel like that really informs our national character. Right. <laughs> um, did you feel differently when you had the B twelve? I felt like I'd given myself a shot in the arm. Okay, but only in the literal way and not in the kind of character way. And <laughs> And um, once I got the angle really wrong, and that was quite bloody. Um, and I always felt a bit furtive disposing of these syringes in, like, Airbnbs and stuff. Was it like a subcutaneous shot? Or was it – and our apologies to all of the people who uh, are uh, upset by needles and stuff. But, you know, we can't please everyone. No. Um, was it the kind where it <laughs> – Are there people who don't like hearing about needles? I probably – Okay. I think was, there are. Well, we're sorry. At J.D. Power, if you've got questions and concerns about the program – uh, is it the kind that just pokes you, or is it the kind that has to go into your oh, blood? It it it, it um, goes about an inch into your arm muscle, so you didn't have to find a vein. <clears throat> is it the kind that goes chunk? Because I no. I take a medicine where they, it's like it's like an epipen or something where you chub out your you chub out your tum tum uh-huh. first. You got to squeeze your chub tum tum to chub it out. I mean, I don't have to squeeze it that much. I got <laughs> I got plenty down here. And and you poke yourself, but it, you don't feel it. And then you press a little thing, and there's like a little spring laid, spring loaded jabber. Yeah. And you got to count to ten, and then take it out. Oh wow! And how often do you have to do that? Once a month. Right. And no, it was a full on syringe. But I did have a bunch of those in hospital. There's a, uh, I was in hospital for three weeks, and there's um, something they give you each day that's like that in, into your chub chub to stop you getting blood clots. And mm. um, depending on the nurse, it either felt like nothing or hurt a lot. You ever had a chub clot? No, never had a chub clot. All of my ailments just require me to cover myself in creams. Just on your I'm a, creamy elbow. I have, yeah, I have, I have like a lot of ailments that a cream would fix. Have we, have we all reached the age now I'm where gross. all we talk about is ailments? Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, uh, that's what, 34, right? Yeah, ailments. Uh, we heard some music that we gather as popular with young people that we didn't get. It's too lively. Yeah. Um, and also, like, remembering the Sega Genesis. Aww. These are the three things that we like to do. I saw some Sega Genesis games in the Goodwill the other day. Oh, yeah? I didn't buy them, but I could have did. You could have. I could have. What did you— I felt it well up inside me. Yeah. <laughs> Acquire Genesis games. <laughs> yeah. The two things that is if I see Sega Genesis games at the— Well, because you were kind enough a couple of years ago to buy me this fake Sega Genesis mm-hmm. that you can play Sega Genesis games on. But that and— Boxes of unopened baseball cards at the flea market, which are everywhere because there were too many baseball cards in 1992. Sure. 
then many of them just went unopened. Mm-hmm. That not spending that five dollars is so hard for me. So hard. Was there anything in particular you're like, I got to grab this? Oh, I w- I wanted NHL '95. I have an NHL 95. Oh, okay. So you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I'm all But you're going to maybe want to get a backup copy. I didn't mm. see, like, honestly, like, the one thing that I would have a hard time resisting is the game Flashback, which was the only, like, adventure game that I had. Mm. I only had, like, four games. So it's the one that I don't have from my childhood. And I remember it being much too hard for a 10-year-old. Yeah, Flashback is very hard. Uh, and I probably wouldn't enjoy it now. Uh, but... Still wanted to buy it. Wanted to buy it. Mm-hmm. But didn't. Yeah. But didn't. But crucially, didn't. I'm out of video games now, Jordan, by the way. You're you're out. I'm all out. I played my Hitman that I've been playing. Hitman's done. I killed all the bad guys. Yeah. And then they have a thing where you can go and kill guys that other people suggest that you kill. Oh, so you're like you're an assassin. Yeah, and you got to sneak around. Mm-hmm. And you go to the, like a town... And you got to go kill the, but then there's like, like somebody was like, uh, one of the missions, like go kill all the priests in the church. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. I'll go kill these priests. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing anything right now. Yeah, so I, I go in the, I go in the church, and a priest saw me. They're probably evil. Yeah, and a priest saw me, and I, and it ended my game, and I was like, I didn't know the priest couldn't see me. So then I was like, I'm out on this. I'm done. So you didn't kill the priests. I, I have a, I have a low level of tolerance. For mass murder, <laughs> well, apparently a high high level. This is not mass murder. This is m- mid scale. I mean, how many priests? Three or four. Okay. Yeah, mm, it's getting close. I mean, it's a lot, and it's also a hate crime. Yeah. Well, some people hate priests, so yeah. If there's more than one location, it could count as a spree. If you're yeah. doing it in the same burst of priest killing anger. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do it kind of Bonnie and Clyde style through the American Midwest. That sounds like that'd be fun. Yeah. And you could see America. I, I God, I'd love to take historic Route 66 mm. on a spree. Yeah. It's a good, a good highway for a spree. Yeah. yeah. But if uh, it's not in the same burst of murderous anger, then it's uh, it's serial killing <laughs> rather than spree killing. By the way, a lot of nice stores where, uh, like convenience stores, where you can get spree still. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice regional candy. Yeah. Uh, Helen, you're, you're, you're doing this, but without the murder, right? You're sure without the murder. Yeah, sure. yeah, wink, wink. You're on an Not entertainment a... spree. <laughs> mm. that's, that's true, yeah. It, well, like a serial entertainment. Edutainment. Edutainment, yeah, because learning can be fun. I listen to your show. Uh, you? I, I listen to your show, Answer Me This, regularly. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's a twice a month show now. Yeah, it's an irregular but show. But I, I listen to the program, and every time you're recording... Uh, your co-host Ollie is in his uh, lonely suburban family home in the outreaches of London or something. He loves it. And then uh, I've met the man. I I, I know his steez. He's <laughs> delighted by it. He but just wants a happy. little garden to take care of. He's extended his Costco cupboard with his recent home renovations. Oh, I would love an extended Costco. What's that a, what's is a very Costco appealing cupboard? to it's, me right it, now. It's where you stack up all the things you bought from Costco because you can't <laughs> keep them in a, a normal Sure, yeah, cupboard. yeah. Yeah, like sometimes I'm at Costco and I'm looking at those those beans. My God, I'd love to have a place for all those beans. I have not been in a Costco in years. It really? used to be I would go with like my, my, my family, you know, as a kid. Um, but I have not had uh, – I have not lived in a Costco space for are you, years. Are you still also getting through – the stuff you bought when you were a kid. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am still, I'm still eating cans of stag chili from 1998. <laughs> I, I will go. The fork to, stands up in it. I go it's to so Costco meaty. like three times a year. Uh, 1998. That was the year for stag chili. I think yeah. they changed the spices after mm-hmm. that. So if you can get some 1998 stag, do yourself a favor. You know what's a great topping for stag chili? Hmm. Spree. <laughs> oh yeah, just crumble some spree on there. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I will go to Costco, and because I resist going, all Costco needs build up. Mm. And then also Costco is designed to get you to buy. Like last time I was at Costco, I bought silicon baking mats, mm-hmm. which are great. Oh, yeah. And I only had one, and I needed more than one. But so then bought I bought 60. three more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like I will get done with my order. And, you know, I'll buy my, my well, I'll buy liquor for my wife. Um, who's a real alky. Mm-hmm. She's not. Um, and, you know, like this kind of things. And but and then you get, and they're like, okay, $700. <laughs> I 
And you're like, holy shit. But then you never have to go to the grocery store again. Like there's this there's this week after you go to co- you go to Costco where instead of eating regular groceries, you only eat the things that you bought at Costco. Like sheet cake. Yeah, like you're just like you bought one four pound box of spinach and you're just <laughs> every meal is spinach based. I still feel like when I go to visit my mom uh, down in Huntington Beach and she's moved, like she does not live in our childhood home anymore. I still feel like when I go in her freezer in the home that she's moved into, there is still a box of bagel dogs that I remember from our childhood home. <laughs> How, how does a bagel dog work? Is there a hot dog poking through the bagel hole? Uh, yeah. So it is a the the bagel has been made like a candlelight like salad. A, like yeah, a, like like a man in a life preserver. Yeah. Right. No, see the bagel has been uh, altered to envelop the hot dog. So it is a bagel shell. Uh, and there is a hot dog inside. A hot dog that has been manipulated into circles. Uh, no, no, the bagel is not bagel shaped. It is uh, the, oh, the, the whole thing is hot dog shaped. It is like it's hot a dog. kind of anti-Semitism thing. It's a it's a hot dog within a within a bun that is also a bagel. It's an outrage. I know it's terrible. Um, I speaking of Helen Zaltzman projects, I saw <laughs> your delightful show last night. Thank your, you so much. The for Illusionist Live. It's yeah. a ton of fun. Uh, hey, bootleg theater, get a note of bartender. Anyway. Um, yeah, but, oh, for oh. Judge John Hodgman Live this January. <laughs> yeah. Will there be two bartenders? Hard to say. Yeah. Um, Bring your own bartender. But Ooh. something that I, something that I was, you, you're talking about your travels in the show, and something that I noticed is that when you were in New Zealand recently. I didn't get to New Zealand because I was hospitalized in Australia. Okay. So I had to cancel the New Zealand thing. What's an Australian hospital like? Oh, um, well, it was good because uh, it was free. Uh, to me as a British person. So, fantastic. Cool. And also, there's some light-hearted slang. Like, Wait. paramedics are called ambos. Are, are, <laughs> that sounds wrong. Ambos. Yeah. Are Australians... Are, are Australian hospitals free to all members of the Commonwealth? I don't know whether it's a special deal they've got with Britain or not, but I checked in at the emergency room and she was like, oh, it's free for Brits. And that was all the admin I did. Wow. I know, right? And then I milked it for three and a half weeks. Yeah, and how? Now yeah. you've got that cool... Five CAT scans. I got attacked with a knife scar on your yes. neck. Yeah, I went for a blood test when I was back in Britain. She was like, were you stabbed? And in a manner of speaking, I was. That seems like a, a rude thing for a... a a phlebotomist to ask oh. you. Well, also, I saw a surgeon in the UK because I've got to have more surgery, and he was like, Why is your scar that way round? And I was like, I don't know. I was literally unconscious when they delivered it. <laughs> you weren't directing the action. You don't seem to have a lot of luck finding healthcare providers with any bedside manner. We are very critical. Yeah. But I think it's also because in Britain, we have less polite service than some other cultures. So maybe it's just an extension of that in our healthcare. Do you sure. know what occurred to me the other day? I think part of the problem with finding a friendly doctor is that all doctors have to do, like, two years of organic chemistry. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to find somebody who both is willing to do that and wants to be friendly. Oh, sure. Right, yeah. The the temperament of someone who does a lot of organic chemistry is not someone who just wants to chit-chat. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily always, but I think it's just tough to find, Mm -hmm. like, someone who's willing to do that amount of studying, specifically. (laughs) Like, hard studying. Sure. Most friendly people... They can't be bothered. Right. But she's busy watching docs on Netflix. Yeah. They love docs. Making money as a salesperson, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Customer service. Having weekends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sleeping regularly. Yeah. yeah. Full of endorphins because of all the orgasming. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, That's speak, how it works, right? Speak for yourself is what you're doing now. <laughs> Wait, what? You're speaking for yourself. Oh, sure, because of all, yeah. You're friendly and you're full of orgasm. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, wait, so where did you, okay, so there was a story about seeing a poo museum, oh, yeah. but not going into the poo well, museum. I went in, I just didn't want to pay. Was that not or, New Zealand? Am I wrong That was that? in um, Australia. Oh, okay. I mean, it's similar. Like, there are countries nearish to each other. Um, yeah, so there is a museum dedicated to animal poo called the Pooseum. But the owner's principle was not to have too much poo in it, but mainly to have text about poo in it. So you can go in there and read about poo for $16 a person. 
Wow. So we, were there like emojis or no, it was a drawings? Very non-emojical place. Um, wow. But there was so it was mainly text panels. But then at the back, um, there's a sort of section where there's like seven piles of different animals' poos, and you can guess which animal laid the poos. Do they have the animals on hand? To... The animals have left the building. Okay. Or they didn't want to pay the $16. So they go get them once in a while? What, the animals? No, the poos. The poos. Yeah. What, bringing back their own poos? Well, the, are the are these permanent permapoos? I don't know. It had only been open for three weeks at the time, so I don't know whether she had a plan for refreshing the poos or whether they are, in fact, artificial poos. I'm going to be frank possible. with you, Helen. This sounds like a fly-by-night operation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt so, and I also felt it was a little overpriced. Sure. And a lot of optimistic. T- I mean, and a lot of times you'll see this on social media a lot. People will say something is a museum, but really it's just a place to go and you know yeah. take some Instagrams. Yeah, I hate Sounds like museums. this poo-, poo museum is one of these. It's the opposite thing, because what are you going to Instagram yourself against? Uh, 10,000 words about poos? Sure, it's not yeah. going to show up in the background. Yeah. Really, you want like a huge heap of shit and you Instagram yourself <laughs> in front of it. Like, or, like, you know, the ball pond in the Museum of Ice Cream, but little turds. Right. Or maybe they can want? smear poo on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it could be so like a dirty So it looks protest. like angel wings, and then you can stand in front of the poo wings, yeah. and you look like a beautiful angel. Do you have a spare building? Because you could make $30 a person out of this. I know. I just got to get a loft. <laughs> God, I got to get a loft. Get yourself a nice loft. Get a loft, get some poo, and then just rake in those Insta bucks. There's one I It wa- promotes itself. There's one I walk past on my way home from therapy or my way to my car mm-hmm. from therapy that's called the Pizza Museum or something. Sure, that sounds about right. And walking past it, just one glance at the foyer. I'm just the foyer. Makes it abundantly clear. This is not somewhere you should send your money. Mm-hmm. Like it is a, the set. It is looks like. Do you know the kind of quality, not the busyness, but the quality of like a middle school carnival? Yes, sure. Like where the parents all came earlier that day and made some stuff. That's what you can see through the window of the pizza museum. Mm. And is I it imagine pizzas? it's twenty dollars. No, there's no pizzas there for one thing. I mean, there maybe there's pizzas inside. I don't know not good enough. I'd like to eat a lot of pizza. I'd like to go to a pizza cook-off. I mean, that's not a museum, though, is it? In a museum, you're not supposed to eat the exhibits. Mm. Um, I went to a... Is that so? Supposedly. Ooh, don't boy, let me I know the a, Egyptian stuff. I got an apology letter to write to the LACMA. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Guernica. <laughs> I ate you. <laughs> um, never trust someone who brings hot sauce into an art gallery. Yeah. Intentions are not honorable. Yeah, if someone is uh, if looking at a piece and they're tucking a napkin into their neck and they're... But then their subsequent poos would be so valuable. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a real Banksy there. <laughs> What's the art? Is it the piece or is it the poo after ah. you've eaten the art? I don't know. I don't know. If I wasn't supposed to eat the Van Gogh, why'd they bring me ketchup when I asked? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a museum that was the Upside Down Museum, and it's one of those things that um, they, you go in and the attendants actually shove you into place to take a picture of you where it appears that you're upside down, but really they've just glued a lot of house stuff to the ceiling. And I just wanted to examine how they had uh, made this fake house and that it was upside down because I'm interested in props and set design and stuff, and uh, they were not having it at all. So all the photos I have of just me looking really pissed off and not playing along. <laughs> to be fair, I saw a photo of your husband Martin in that museum, Very and happy. I was like, you know what? That's pretty dope. Yeah. I'd like to go into a house where everything's on the ceiling. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Where was this? Uh, this was in uh, Penang in Malaysia, which is full of uh, museums that aren't museums because you don't learn anything. But he was very happy. I've got these photos of him like pretending to climb into the fridge or pulling laundry out of the machine whilst dangling from the ceiling. That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun if great. it was real, but you don't go in and stand on the ceiling. You're standing on the ground. Like yeah, if it was true. a real house built by an upside-down person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also learned from your show that you guys had only recently, you and your husband, mm-hmm. had only, you've done karaoke for the first time recently? Yeah, I find uh, singing in public one of the only things that I get stage fright about. And also yeah, I find, same here. Yeah, things that are socially performative to be very awkward as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I, I uh, you know, I like, I like get, getting up and... You know, yucking it up for a crowd. But, yeah, like singing in public is is pretty terrifying to me. And I definitely, like, you know, feel a lot of stress when karaoke comes up because I want want to be fun. I want to appear fun. But uh, also I don't want to do that. 
I yes. I had to sing the Judge John Hodgman theme music with <laughs> our old producer Dan was a professional music producer before he came to work here, and I was like Dan, let's just loop up the this song, and then we'll record Judge John Hodgman Super Podcast instead of San Diego Superchargers, <laughs> and I don't think I I guess I had not sung since high school mm-hmm. theater. Has it changed much? Uh, yeah, oh. it's way harder now. Oh. <laughs> it's more terrifying sure. by far. I was like, I was locked up. I was like, I cannot do this. I guess. Um. Well, maybe, maybe at next Max VonCon, you could have a karaoke event, which is all theme tunes of the Max Von shows. Mm. But you don't have to do it. You can just introduce <laughs> it and then leave. So, what were the circumstances? Why? What? Why had you not done karaoke for your entire life, but only did it recently? What was oh. who? Who? Who roped you into it? Uh, well, um, I've karaoke twice this year, and the first time was in Japan, where um, it's pretty common. Sure. And we were with some friends, and they were like, "You have to do this," and um, that's a threatening way. I mean, they didn't say it in such a threatening way, but the implication was clear. Sure. When in Japan, you get in fucking karaoke booth in karaoke and and then mm-hmm. the second time was uh, and if you shame your business you commit suicide <laughs> i i've been in i've done a booth karaoke before there's a there's like um uh there's like a little tokyo out here that has a lot of that and koreatown has a lot of that as well do you think that's better to perform it in a room where there's like five of your friends or is it better in a room full of people that are kind of anonymous to you i will say that i i'm uncomfortable with both I don't want to do either, but the private room karaoke was more nerve-wracking to me because it's the only thing people are doing in the room. I think when you're in a bar and it's Mm. busy and it's lively, um, you know, it's like the people you're there with are maybe watching you. But I mean, I don't know, but it's when you're in those little rooms, all eyes are on you and people know how badly you suck. It's like a very poorly attended stand-up gig. Yeah, yes, exactly. It is a, right, it's an open mic for, uh, yeah, it's an open mic for, you know, singing a Green Day song. Yeah. Um, But what was the second one? So the second one was um, a couple of months later in New York, and um, I was with some friends, and one of them is a very keen karaokeist. And um, we were having a fun time. So when he was like, oh, we should go to karaoke. There's a place along the street. We're like, okay, sure. And then he turned out to be transcendentally good at karaoke, which I didn't think was a possible Yeah, thing. that's the thing with those people who fucking suggest it is that they're good at it. And they know how dumb you're going to look when yeah, they these, fucking wail. This is like the equivalent of a soloist in the church choir for a secular age. Mm-hmm. These people are not professional musicians, but they're too good to be they're too good to not show mm-hmm. how good they are. I feel like we were all elevated by his excellence and commitment because his song of choice that he starts off with is Fantasy by Mariah Carey and you can't half ass that. Yeah. But he had uh, movements. It's very high level. High level, high pitch, also <clears throat> low pitch because of her range. Uh, he could uh, do all of the parts in Love Shack with uh, a lot of characterization. So he had variety. He had technique. He had enthusiasm. Was it traditional characterization in uh, <laughs> Love Shack, or did he did he uh, did he make French Schneider Butch or something? No, I feel like he he, he went. For... Got me a car. It's big as a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to set sail. Something something man cave. <laughs> I think he uh, emulated the uh, the original uh, tones struck in the various parts of Love Shack. I've never, I've never sung a karaoke. I'm very afraid to. Yeah, yeah. well, I understand. Well, you and you. I also are both non-drinkers. Yeah. I think maybe it, pro- it probably helps to be, uh, as with dancing at a wedding, it, it helps to be a few drinks in sure. to be willing to make that choice. I, I, my, I mean, my policy is when it, karaoke seems like a good idea to me, I am too drunk to be out of the house. <laughs> like when I get the idea, I'm like, maybe I should try. Like, oh, you should also go home. Uh, are you, Jordan, when you sing karaoke, I've, I don't think I've ever heard you sing in any context. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, yeah, it's only, I've only done it, a, a, you know, maybe 20 times in my life. When you have done it. <laughs> I know, that seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Do you, uh, do you like Rex Harris in that shit or do you really go for it? Yeah, like, I mean, are you, you know, it's Are just, you putting it's... up fronts? Are you defending yourself against possible embarrassment or? Yeah, I mean, you know, something that's something that's 
easy, something you can kind of talk saying. I mean, a great thing Trouble to do. Trouble in River City. <laughs> Trouble in River City. Something, a great something to do is like see if someone wants to do a duet with you. Find mm. one of these karaoke showboats. Mm. You know, you flatter them so they want to do it. Because they're just a, a, sh- a fucking showboat. It's like Old Man River. Yeah, exactly. And also then you can look at them whilst performing the song and point at them rather than having to look at the audience yeah. as is. Yeah, there's a Johnny Cash song called Jackson. It's a duet uh, with with June Carter Cash. I remember the karaoke version in Walk the Line. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sure. I've never seen it, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure they did a great karaoke in that. There's some really great, like, scenic shots of waterfalls and jungles and stuff. <laughs> right. And then just a woman on a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this come from? Uh, and that's great because, you know, Johnny Cash isn't, like, good at singing. Yeah. So you can kind of just do this. Yeah. We got married in a fever. And people are like, this, hey. This, by the way, is Fred Schneider singing Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, the other thing you don't realize until you're karaoke is how long songs are. Yeah, songs are so long. Is. Yeah, you're like, oh no, there's another four <laughs> minutes to this. You want first chorus and then cut mm, to the next sure. one. Shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean that. So so, but the but because. June Carter Cash is is great at singing. You can find a karaoke person to do that part. They can mm-hmm. wail, and then you can just go up and do this, and it's fine, and everyone likes it because everyone likes that song. Do That's karaoke's my... have Trouble in River City from The Music Man? Some do. Some have a great musical selection. I was in one of those. I was in a place in Koreatown that had, and they were their binder had a big musical thing but so you know you never know sometimes you're just getting a lot of uh you know sometimes you're getting a lot of 90s r&b that's what everybody wants to do they want to do 90s r&b oh you know uh, my problem is often people will put on the lineup party in the usa which i find a very mournful song oh, oh how so uh well it's got a real dirge. i was under the impression that was a banger it's a it's got a real dirge quality and also it's clearly written by a brit so the lyrics are kind of off for something that is so USA-centric. Oh, sure. Is it, is it actually written by a Brit? It's written by Jesse J, a British person. Mm. Mm. I, do, I do think that modern pop music has a dirge-like quality to it. It all does mm. seem like it was. Uh, it's for someone who is just about to fall asleep from having a little too much NyQuil. Pass the brown sauce for my burger sandwich. <laughs> is a line sure. from Party in the USA. We don't call burgers sandwiches there. Oh. That's, uh, th- you've shown yourself up there. I've never heard of it. It seems like something you guys would do, though. To be fair, it seems like some British, like, oh, we call burgers sandwiches. Oh, beef time sandwich. <laughs> Four o'clock, it's beef time. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. That's the party in Britain song. The queen has all the crusts cut off of her beef time sandwiches for the corgis. It's four o'clock. You got to get some beef. Because it's now beef time. (laughs) Fuck. That's really good. Let's take a quick break so we can write a quick email to Ben from the Beef and Dairy Network and let him know we're encroaching on his territory. Hmm. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, every week, Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you by all the members of Max Fun who go to maximumfund.org slash donate. Yes, right. This week, also brought to you by our friends at Zip. Recruiter. You know what's not smart? The yeah, way I do. The way hiring yeah. used to be. So I was going to say the way hiring used to be. The well, way hiring used it. to be. It's not smart. That way it was not smart. Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Is that also what you were going to say? Yeah. Wow, we're really on the same page about this. There's a smarter way to hire. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Their powerful matching technology finds the right people for you and actively invites them to apply. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. If you got a job opening, you can try it for free at that special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Guys, don't hire not smart. That's not their slogan. (laughs) But I like the way it sounds. Don't hire not smart. Don't hire not smart. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. It's not not smart. We've also got some cool stuff coming up. We're going to be at SF Sketch Fest January 19th. Judge John Hodgman at the Castro Theater. 
January 19th also, but later, mm-hmm. at Cobb's Comedy Club, the incredible blowout bubble live episode, all new. Yes, it's live all episode. new, in continuity episode of Bubble. Live uh, Jonathan Colton. Jonathan Colton will be there doing songs. Special guest narrator, Gene Gray. Eliza Skinner, Christella Alonzo, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, and uh, some surprise celebrity guests. We're not at liberty to mention right now. But yeah, this is an all new episode of Bubble, the first one since the uh, since the first season ran. Uh, and we would love to see you there. Also, Jordan Jesse go at the punchline, January 21st. Yeah, and the afternoon of January 21st, go to sfsketchfest.com for more information and MaximumFun.org for ticket links. If you don't live in the San Francisco Bay Area, come join us at MaxFunCon. MaxFunCon 2019 tickets are on sale right now. Uh, This is usually when they go on sale, and they usually are sold out by the new year. So come join us at MaxFunCon. You can find more information at MaxFunCon.com. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Helen Zaltzman, exchange student. (laughs) It's cool. Welcome to our home. Thank you. Uh, We hope you learn a lot about our culture and you go back with, um, you know, a newfound love of the colonies. (laughs) We're going to be cooking you some some of your favorite dishes from home to make you feel more comfortable, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like um, brown sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. Beef sandwiches at four four p.m. Four p.m. Beef at Beef Seas. At Beef Seas, you have to with the time difference. That means we're having them at eight a.m. Yeah, Pacific time. Yeah, exactly. And of course, um, (laughs) yeah, who's gonna say a pile of blood? Nice blood pile. Now, Jordan, start you, the day. Yeah, before you we have get, a new yeah. segment, I have just I wanted to you know I think we we had a lot of success back in the day with. You know, taking the discussion and kind of carrying it over into multiple episodes. I'm speaking, of course, of uh, asking our guests what they thought a chode was. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the short, fat penis, or is it the taint? Sure. A lot of. Well, who thinks it's the taint? Uh, I think I, that was my understanding oh, before. Sweet innocent Jordan. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, it's. A, I mean, this is also an idea that's been very successful on Stop Podcasting Yourself. They mm-hmm. had a. A really kind of beautiful, moving segment uh, that ran for quite some time called "What Is a Goblin?" Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I think we're this, we're in good company here, and so I think you know uh, we had a lot of fun last week uh, talking about um, which Avatar sequel we were the most excited about, just based on the names that have come out recently. Because Helen, I don't know if you know this, but we're gamers, geeks, fanboys. We, we love, we pop, love culture. We love pop culture. Just anything totally pop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Figurines, um, De- franchises, Deadpool. Oh, she's so irreverent. Cons. Oh, I love cons. I'm going to Con Con. If you to Con Con in Cancun, <laughs> Con Con in Cancun. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, someone someone just tricked me into going into a fake casino, though. <laughs> okay, so. It was actually something else. Yeah. Uh, so just one. I mean, I know you're a big uh, geek gamer. Great chorus girls at Con Con. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they the really know how to do the limbata. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been on to Deadpool since he was live pool. <laughs> right, so you're a fan from way back. So I just wanted to read you off the titles of the upcoming Avatar sequels and just wanted to get your feeling on, as to which one you're most excited about. Okay. So they are Avatar, The Way of Water, Avatar, The Seed Bearer, Avatar, The Tolkien Rider, and Avatar, The Quest for Iwa. So which one of these are you more excited about, just based on the name? Have you personally ever ridden a Tolkien? I mean, in Britain, you're born riding a Tolkien. Right. And they say you can never forget how to do it. It's sort of like learning to to fence in acting school. The the British do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Americans have to do it if it comes up for a movie. Um, uh, The seed one? It depends on what kind of seed. The seed bearer. Sesame seed or caraway seed. Also, I think they're better... I bet caraway it's seed is a strong flavor. I bet it's a tentpole picture. So, yeah, so if sure. you've only got one seed, I think caraway is going to give you more than like one sesame seed or one poppy seed. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's but, a good point. Yeah. Really, you need like a few hundred seeds bearer, and they are closely followed by the bagel bearer. <laughs> you know what about a single acorn that could grow into the mighty oak? Yeah, it takes like hundreds of years though to achieve mightiness. Oak-wise. I'm very patient. 
Yeah. These are pretty long movies, too, so yeah. I'm guessing. I'm looking forward to Avatar 7, what, in Avatar Nation and Avatar 8, uh, avatar and Feathered. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Avatar. What's what happens? in Avatar sure. Nation? Well, you got to get on it. I thought you were a real I got you were a real pop culture junkie, Helen. Yeah, it's a little what too kind of... mainstream. No, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You'd prefer it if it was a zine. <laughs> You'll see Avatar once it's a zine. Yeah. I have an Avatar fan zine. Yeah? Yeah, it's called Blue Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah? Yeah. You I still photocopy it. There's a little REM stuff in there, too. She, uh, Blue Man Group. Just kind of Athens, Georgia. Can people get it like at the coffee shop by your house? Where can we pick up this zine? You got to go to Athens, Georgia. Athens, That's where Georgia, I live sure. now. I make my zines there. Okay. Can I take a few to Bionic Records in San Bernardino? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Must be a really good coffee shop in Athens to oh, cope yeah. with all the... Oh, yeah. And just a cool DIY scene, you know? Yeah. They still like, got Kinkos out there. I mean, that's the problem with LA. No Kinkos. No Where's Kinkos. the Kinkos? Where's the Kinkos? It's kind of lost its soul. No yeah. Kinkos, no Costcos. Yeah. Why do you live in this nightmare? I know. That's my, that's my dream day. Well, trip to Kinkos, trip to Costco. <laughs> I'll always have Avatar, the highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so now that we've figured that out, you're most excited for Avatar 8, Avatar and Feathered. <laughs> What an avatar nation. <laughs> I think it's a legitimate question. Mm. Um, when something momentous happens to you, like you see an early cut of Avatar, The Way of Water, mm-hmm. give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at org. By the way, I talked to somebody you saw an early cut. Mm. No water in it. What? That's yeah. the way of water. Oh Dry as a bone. He's a genius! <laughs> it's a drought film. We thought he was going to zig and he zagged. He thought it was the four-seamer. He gave you the splitter. Oh, man. Fucking Cameron. Always yeah. two steps ahead. Exactly. 40 chess, that guy. Let's take our first call. Good afternoon, uh, Jordan Jesse Guest. My name is Scott, and I'm from Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, currently, I'm recording in a... Holiday in uh, Holiday in bathroom. I'm located in the tub. Now my momentous occasion <laughs> comes in the form of this long journey we took uh, to get here to Burbank in this Holiday Inn. Um, I was evacuated twice last night because of fires. First from my house to a friend's house, and then from a friend's house to Burbank. Uh, I slept in my car, um, met up with my parents outside of a Denny's. Eventually, we were able to locate uh, a hotel room in the nearby area that we can stay. After all was said and done, we finally get into our hotel room 12 hours after we got evacuated at 2 in the morning. Um, Everyone's stressed. Everyone's on edge. I decided to take a bath, and it turns out my mom has to go pee. And, you know, my momentous moment of shame came when, you know, she just came in, went pee, right next to the, right next to the tub. Um, and I guess, you know, makes me realize disasters make you closer. Um, all right, have a great rest of your day. Bye. I think he means in disasters you make closer. Right. You, you make water yeah. closer to your family members. I'm glad hey, Scott's safe. We're glad you're safe. We're glad you're located in the tub. That you've got your family members nearby, yeah. very nearby. I like that Scott threw in a little Foley work, too. That was nice. There was a few... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great that for was... atmosphere. I felt like I was there. That was straight from his mom's bladder. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like this adventure took him to both a Holiday Inn and a Denny's. That's two great chances to get an amazing breakfast. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you got the Continental there at the Holiday Inn. Yep. Uh, you got muffins... Uh, banana. Tiny box of cereal. Tiny box of cereal, probably Special K. You ever eat out of the cereal out of that tiny box? I've had a couple. I don't love cereal, period. So I'm not, I'm, you know, I've had, the couple times I've had them, I'm not a guy who loves cereal. And usually when I have the tiny box, it is very stale. What's your go-to? If I have to have a cereal? No, for breakfast. Uh, I mean, I like a, if, if I like a continental breakfast situation. Well, I mean, just at home or you go to fried egg? Uh, no, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll fry an egg, uh, bacon and eggs. I had a little oatmeal this morning, put some berries in there. Oats, egg on oats it. are a cereal. Yeah, uh, that's true. So I guess a cold cereal. So mm. I guess I'm more of a hot cereal kind of guy. It's good to know that about yourself. A hot cereal for a hot man. But you know how those tiny boxes, it it's, has directions to turn it into a cereal bowl? Yes, yeah. 
And I wonder if anyone has ever done that. That seems so ambitious. Oh, you! What you're saying is people are just eating it right out of the box. No, I think they're just they're dumping it, it in, in a their bowl. Mouth. They're putting it in a bowl. They're using it as a single serving cereal amount of cereal, but they're putting it in a a, a human bowl. Wait. You know what so I mean? wait. What Made are you? Human bone. So what? So what are the direct? What are you confused about? Are so people... these little boxes of cereal, a lot of times they have a perforation along the center, lengthwise mm-hmm. on the back. Yeah. So that you can open up the box. Into a bowl with the plastic that the cereal's in, you open that up and it all becomes a bowl. Really? Yeah, I'm not making this up. Man. Inspirational. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah I was putting it into a human bowl. Idiot. Like some sort of fucking human. Yeah. Some sort of goddamn hot human. Yeah, man, I got that galaxy brain, homie. Man, I had no idea. <laughs> sure. 40 chess. Uh, Helen, when you're on the road, Hi. What's, your, what's your breakfast of choice? Uh... It's usually an early lunch. That's my breakfast of choice. Mm. Saves saves some time in decision making, and also really opens up the uh, repertoire. Sure, yeah. To many options. Mm-hmm. Are you eating local continental breakfasts while you're uh, parapetizing? I mean, why not? We're on continents, right? Yeah, so that's guess... a good point. That's true. Yeah, I mean, when, when you're on Pangaea, <laughs> <laughs> the Pangaean breakfast is uh, yeah, it's very large. Everything is. Uh, Joined together. Uh, does anyone? A lot of ferns. Does anyone <laughs> love a continental breakfast? It's usually you know that you're getting the shit option. I like that yeah. sometimes when you're on the continent. In my experience of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, I've not spent a ton of time in Europe, but a few times I have gone and had a continental breakfast, and there's a lot of cold cuts. Yeah, oh, sure. I like mm. I like cold cuts and cheese. I don't like I'm like you, Jordan. I, there's not a lot of breakfast foods that I'm in love with. So if there's and especially like I love like I like bacon, but I don't want to eat that kind of sitting there in a I mean, I'll eat it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little my... of that uh, between some toast. But if if you're saying to me we have you can just have cheese and cold cuts instead. Yeah, so I'll have salami for breakfast. May I recommend to you the country of Norway, which puts on a mighty breakfast buffet filled with many kinds of cold cuts, uh, some phenomenal crisp breads, which I wouldn't think was a phrase I would ever have cause to say, and uh, many kinds of preserved fishes. Mm, Yeah, I'm concerned about, I guess my main concern, I've traveled a little bit in Northern Europe. My main concern is eating something that turns out to be fermented. That I did not anticipate was fermented. Like a fermented cold cut. Yeah. Cereal that's fermented. Exactly. Mm. What what happens if you eat something fermented? I mean, I guess yogurt is f- fermented. Yeah. Is it is it a kind of um, gremlin situation? Yeah. Never, never ever feed Jesse something that's been in a jar for a year. No. Sure. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And then in the sequel, there will be an electrical Jesse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things will get a little too crazy. Cool white yeah. mohawk. Oh, yeah. Um, at the, you know, at, at your Holiday Inn type place, mm-hmm. usually that continental breakfast is, you know, nice that it's there, grab a muffin, not the best, mm-hmm. but it can, it can really, uh, knock it out of the park. Sometimes they'll have a little waffle maker mm-hmm. and a little like, um, carafe of waffle juice. <laughs> That's what I call batter. I call it waffle <laughs> juice. And if you can make your own waffle, that. You also I call semen that, by the way. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I call it waffle juice. Uh, are you ready for my waffle juice? <laughs> no, I would never say that. Uh, you would. If you I would say it in the Fred maker. Schneider voice. <laughs> are you ready for my waffle juice? <laughs> yes, Fred Schneider. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm having sex with a clone of myself. Or just a guy who identifies as a Fred Schneider. <laughs> they don't talk that much about the breakfast facilities in the Love Shack, but I assume there are some. Oh, there's got to be a waffle maker in the Love Shack. If yeah. there's not, what is the point? Man, kind of it's good because it? yeah. it's like a pancake, but it's got crispy parts. Waffles are yeah. really good. It's yeah. got terrain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It got a lot of places to put whipped butter. Nooks, crannies, need I go on? Please do. It's like a pancake <laughs> with ambition. Sure. I mean, I like. I would. I. I think you know. If we're if it, gun to my head, if the breakfast bandit has his gun to my head, I'll probably say pancakes because it's one of my favorite foods. But waffles are very, very good. Anyway, glad to know this about you. I know, right? <laughs> you ever make a home cake? 
Home pancake? Yeah. Yeah, a bit pretty frequently actually. Really? Yeah. Maybe once or twice a month they'll make pancakes at home. That's it's a real nice. treat. That is that does sound like is this like a Sunday morning situation? Yeah. Laying around, catching up on some tube. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Him and, him. Cutting, I'm cutting lengths of tube. <laughs> Got it. I don't have I it. just assumed you were tubing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the dream, man. That's the dream. <laughs> Eating a waffle. And doing Eating a waffle, tubing. cutting up some tubes. <laughs> I don't have a TV. Maker. Yeah. Who needs one? Yeah. Got a waffle maker to fuck. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Ants. Yeah. When the little uh, red light comes on, that's how you know it's ready to fuck. <laughs> I'm a waffle maker. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> it's important to get the enthusiastic consent of your waffle maker. Of course. Absolutely. Fulfilling That's what the red light's for. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think political correctness has gone wild. Okay. All right. Okay. College all kids right, and all right. waffle makers. <laughs> sure. <and> Fred Schneider. <laughs> Throw in chocolate chips on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Sarah from Colorado with a momentous occasion. Um, I recently gave birth to my second child, and that's actually not the momentous occasion. Um, On my way home from the hospital, I stopped and left my placenta in my work freezer so that my coworkers can use it to train their search and rescue dogs to find human cadavers. Um, The look on my boss's face when I walked in with my biohazard bag was priceless. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, we've already seen that MasterCard commercial. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> Delivering your boss your recent placenta. I hope they let it cool before they put it in the freezer. Oh, yeah, Very sure. Very important. Yeah. That's the best use of a finished placenta that I've heard of. Yeah, I was I mean, I was thinking she was going to go to smoothie. I was thinking it was going to go to yeah, some jerky. sort of jerky, frittata. I don't know what you do with a placenta. Mm. Put it in a waffle for your birthday. <laughs> uh, the other day, my you know my aunt Claudia is a now a midwife. She used to be just a doula, but she upgraded, and she recently is added. That a, is that a step up? Yeah. Is there some sort of training or certificate? It's like, you need? Yeah, it's like a doctor nurse situation, maybe. Okay. Like a doula is a helper, mm-hmm. but a midwife is a person who can deliver the baby themselves. Okay. I mean, I think a doula could probably deliver your baby if it came to it, but like a midwife is a person who has the role that, you know, previously here maybe a doctor might have. They're, they're the person in charge. Um, anyway, my aunt told me she, that she was into she, – she had learned how to encapsulate placentas, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a lot of times they will put your – there's – there are many people who believe that you should eat the placenta after – in some way, but many of those people also feel that it's gross to eat your pl- placenta. So they're they're sort of at odds. They've they've come to an impasse, which is they feel obliged to eat their placenta, but they think it's gross. So they put it into swallowable capsules, and you just, like they freeze dry it, dry it into capsules, and you just take one every day from six weeks or something after you give birth. And I said to my aunt, my aunt is a very practical woman. She's a little zany, but she's practical. <laughs> and I said, I said to her, like Claudia, is that like are you like do you think it's important to eat placentas and stuff? Like that seems because I you know on the one hand she's a practical lady, on the other hand you know she's a professional doula and maybe she's in maybe she's into it. I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be presumptuous. Follow her lead. And she says, Jesse, no. But if these white ladies want to pay for it, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. You've had uh, presumably three placentas to dispose of, unless you'll bring them up as children. Yeah, we the did children. the thing where you keep the cord blood. There's a thing where you keep the co- – they store the cord, cord blood in case you need the stem cells that are in the cord blood. Um, or if there's like an emergency, they it's useful. Also, there's like a few medical things that can come up in the childhood that where having the cord blood is useful. I never knew that. Do you keep it in the freezer or is it in a special? They have a special. They have a. They have like a little house for it. A lockbox. Yeah, like a little lockbox or like a mm-hmm. like the Hulk's like, PO box. Yeah, exactly. 
As he wanders from town to town, mm-hmm. hulking out. Mm-hmm. This is a stop at the sporting goods store to get new pants each time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we, we th- I mean, look, if my beautiful wife, Teresa, your friend and mine, had said to me, I would like to eat this placenta, I would have said, I love you. Thank you for bringing a child into the world for us to share. You've done what it takes. You've paid the cost to be the boss. God bless you. Go to town. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but I will say that I was grateful that that was not her preference. And she had, like, my wife, our first two children were born, you know, what they call a, like a natural childbirth. Um, there, was, there were things that we chose, the more granola option. I sort of followed my wife's lead on all of those. But yeah, the placenta was like they like they'll tell you in a, like a birthing video they'll be like you know cats eat their placentas. It's kind of like great, feed it to the cat. <laughs> yeah, they'll love it. I love it. Keep them off the couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give them something to do. Yeah. You know what I mean. Anyway, if something momentous happens to you, two zero six nine eight four four fun. Like if you're a cat, you get a nice tasty placenta. <laughs> it's you because you were good. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't claw the drapes. Yep. So you got a nice placenta. 206-984-4FUN or email us your voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. I think this is just an idea I'm spitballing here for Brian, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about it. Let's see. I'll I'll tell you how I feel once I know what it is. From now on, I think if there's no environmental sound for a voice memo one, we just add in like an Old West bar fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. A steamship. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Eh, not bad, right? A seashore maybe? Maybe a dinghy. Yeah. See this... what mood you're in. You ever, get, you ever buy those Sounds of a Dinghy albums? <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, sure. Go into the ambient section, buy Sounds of a Dinghy. Yeah. Uh, sounds of a Pontoon Boat is a nice one. Mm-hmm. Crow Fight. <laughs> I bought Crow the Fight soothing on Soothing sounds I brought of a crow, crow, fight. crow Fight on a schooner. I like it to have a sort of aquatic flair. Yeah, it's nice. You can really smell that salt air. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. This holiday season, we're flooding the Max Fun store with our biggest ever new product launch. 17 brand new items from some of your favorite shows. I bet you know someone who needs a new shirt or mug, maybe a hoodie. Cozy up in a pair of MaxFun logo socks or keep the sun out of your eyes with a Rocket Dad hat. There is literally no better holiday gift for the MaxFun fan in your life than some new gear. And hey, pick yourself up a little something too. You deserve it. Check it all out at MaxFunStore.com. That's MaxFunStore.com. Hi, I'm the JV Club Podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs... But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal. Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Helen Zaltzman, visiting Brit. Helen, it's been a delight to have you here. It's always a delight to be here. Thank Very you. exciting yeah. to see your new scar. It's it's a really good scar, isn't it's it? It's fucking impressive. I'm sorry that you were ill. No, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. I'm very proud of this scar, though. It looks so. cool. Thanks. Yeah. I think... Uh, 
I don't know if you get if you were getting into bar fights before, but it now seems like the time. I mean, no need because I already have the cool badge of bar fight honor. Yeah, why even why waste the time? I just kind of feel like if I were in a bar fight, if I were a mm-hmm. bar fighter, which you know, I'm not. I'm a bar dancer. <laughs> sure, um, a bar lover, bar yeah. avoider <laughs> as a teetotaler. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like a loud bar. I don't mind a quiet bar. I'll have a nice club soda and bitters, maybe. Do your word searches. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what, am, what am I going to get in a bar fight about? The the bubbles in my fizzy water aren't vigorous enough? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some bitch is stepping to you. And you're like, uh-uh. Oh. So maybe uh, maybe someone listened to your podcast and and disputes your your findings about the Oxford comma. Yes. Do you think that would happen? I feel pretty mild about that particular issue to be honest <laughs> yeah my position on it who gives a fuck about an oxford comma <laughs> <laughs> what? that vampire's weekend song oh okay <laughs> man what I you've never been about. to karaoke get out there <laughs> who has the yeah who's got the vampire weekend book yeah there's punctuation night down in <laughs> i will say i uh, just another observation mm-hmm. from seeing your show which i loved if you get a chance Thanks. to see the allusionist live do it yeah even though the tour has ended there'll by the time another. this there'll be another there's another one next year uh when you brought up the slide uh signaling you were going to discuss portmanteaus that theater went fucking apeshit <laughs> they loved it they could not wait to hear about portmanteaus words that join the pink another word man you had some great examples too and i yeah. definitely loved the bit about like the kind of trendy, you know, marketing portmanteaus. They were uh, they were delightful and cringy. Do you have any kind of feud with the folks behind the public radio program, Away With Words? Uh, no, I don't. Or do I? <sighs> Let's get one started. All right. Mm-hmm. What should we uh, they're do very ni- I should explain. They're very nice. They're very nice. <laughs> very nice people. But that doesn't mean that you can't cross them. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I went to lunch with one at Clifton's a few months ago, and I didn't cross her then. That was a great opportunity. She was unguarded. There's yeah. a good chance. There used to be, like, when I would go to the public radio conference once a year, which I, I haven't been in, in some time, but... Too, too hard partying. Uh, yes, exactly. It's very... Very hard place to be. But uh, those way with words, folks, were always really nice, like actively nice to me. I'd be Aww. like, hey, thanks. Just happy to be there. Yeah, them and them and Luke Burbank mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that? A uh, uh, raptor. Bird note would always bring a raptor. Oh, okay. Not the dinosaur, the type sure, of bird. Sure, the, the yeah, carnivorous bird. Are there many the bird something. of prey podcasts? Well, there's this one show called Bird Note that runs on public radio stations around the country. It's like a little two-minute show where they play a bird song and then talk about the bird. And it's useless to me because I don't care really about birds. I don't have no disrespect towards those who do. But to me, it is not useful. But Would you prefer it if all the birds fell out the sky dead? No, I don't need them to. I mean, for one thing, I'd have to have a very strong umbrella. You would. Or a really stout hat. Yeah. I but but the good thing about bird note. So the bad thing about bird note is I don't care about birds. This is for me. The good thing about bird note is they'd always bring a raptor to the public radio conference. So yeah, there's like a jazz, jazz it up, like a sales floor, you know, with like a PRI booth giving away, you know, the world pins yeah, or whatever. All those things you stick to the back of your mobile phone. And then just and then just a crowd of people going, "Oh shit, is that an eagle?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, in when I used to live in London, um, every few months there was someone with a peregrine falcon at our local station doing pest control with that falcon. Wow! Oh, yeah. I like a useful bird. Yeah, and also because we live in medieval times. There. <laughs> I want more animals doing helper jobs. More wild animals doing helper jobs. Like, have you ever been walking around and then there's a group of goats clearing a hillside? That sounds so useful. It's really useful. It's fucking the best. I personally love it when I come home and there's an octopus fucking my wife. <laughs> She's got so many tentacles. <laughs> sure. You know, uh, I guess she is a lady octopus, right? <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever, man. By the terms of your agreement. I'm not, I'm not uptight. Right. I'm not uptight. You're a chill dude. I'm a yeah. chill guy. But if you ever catch her with a squid, you're going to kill her. Oh, absolutely. Not in my house. No ink son of mine is going to be born. <laughs> sure. Octopuses is a heavy too, though. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, anyway. My point is, 
fear an octopus, go ahead and fuck my wife. Fear a squid, <laughs> stay out of my house. Yeah, get get into my appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, cut yourself into segments and deep fry yourself. Have we talk- or grill yourself. Have we talked yeah. about how strongly I feel when you're eating calamari, I want to eat the one with the little tentacles because it makes oh, me yeah. feel powerful? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Take down something with ten arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only have two, but you're the one getting eaten. How Helen, ironic. Helen, your show your show for uh, word nerds and those who care to be charmed is called <laughs> the, the Allusionist. A L L U S I O N Yeah. That was a good spell. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you're also the co host of uh, perhaps the United Kingdom's most popular comedy podcast and sure. certainly its longest running most popular podcast. Answer me this. Let's keep qualifying it until it's vaguely accurate. (laughs) (laughs) It's a podcast. It's among Ollie Man's podcasts. Yes. Uh, Called uh, Answer Me This. Uh, That show is also a joy. Both of your shows are a joy. You're a joy. Now that I think about it. Very kind of you. Thanks for being my friend. Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) Oh, cool. I'm I'm really glad you approve of my scar because your aesthetic opinions are important. Uh, So this is what... Okay. We're going to wrap the show up in a second. I'm just saying, if you got in a bar fight, mm-hmm. you could start it or whatever. I know that the point of getting in the bar fight is to get the cool scar. That sing- but if you have the scar, you could win any bar fight through intimidation. Right. So you, all you have to do is just like do that thing where you're cracking your neck before you start a fight, and it highlights mm. the scar on your neck. And then get a little like, light on there. Oh, she's serious. And they're out of there. And then you could do, uh, eat whatever food they didn't eat because they ran away. <laughs> yeah, maybe they left some of those tentacle calamaris. Oh, yeah. Oh, and imagine all of the wasabi peas that I could get. Oh, so yeah. many. God. So many free peas. Free peas. Free Sex peas. Mix, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. What are the bar foods at this bar? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have a great menu. Artisanal pretzels? Yes, please. Gosh, yeah. Sourdough? Mm-hmm. Oh, getting this skull was the best thing I ever did. Texas Nap- toast? Thank you very much. Napkins? <laughs> napkins. Never buy napkins <laughs> again. <Yeah. laughs> you just scare people away with your scar and you yeah. take their napkins. Van Gogh's? Pass the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer. You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com, on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, at Helen Zaltzman, right? Helen, that's what you are on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by searching for Jordan Jesse Go or joining the Max Fun Facebook group. If you have corrections for this week's program, we care about quality. Please direct them to at JD Power on Twitter, JD Power and Associates. They'll, I guess, note your concerns. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.